Hi, sweet friends. Guess who? T today, I am so honored and uh, just grateful for the opportunity to be speaking to you about Mental Health Awareness Month, which is celebrated every May. I'm going to try to stick to the facts, just the facts, ma'am. Um, but as you know, um, there is always colorful commentary that I offer without, um, I guess, invitation, but it is a podcast. So we need colorful commentary. Um, I am shocked. I have to say I'm shocked that we have been celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month in the United States since 1949. As my husband was leaving um, this morning, he was like, Jess, soldiers, I, I told you this. I don't remember. Obviously, I try to retain what he says to me. I'd say it's 50-50. Um, he has a lot of history facts, so I kind of glaze over. Anyway, um, it was uh, started in 1949 by soldiers who were coming back from um, World War II and were in desperate need of services um, and really acknowledgement of what they were going through and what they were experiencing during their time. So really, this is an incredible, incredible month designed to educate people, our, ourselves, others about the importance of mental health treatment taking care of our mental health. It's a important and often dismissed part of our overall health because we know that mental health impacts physical health or physical health impacts our mental health, right? And it, it, it affects millions of people worldwide. And I think that this year, Mental Health Awareness Month, how many times can I say that in a 30-second um, spot, is more critical than ever. As COVID-19, the pandemic has disrupted our, our daily lives. It created a significant amount of stress and anxiety. We're seeing that in adults. We're seeing that in our children. If you heard my last um, piece, my, yes, my children had anxiety. It, it, my oldest in particular had anxiety pre the pandemic, but it exacerbated all those 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 feelings and emotions and and it really disrupted you know, those preteen lives or it disrupted Theo's life as he's now just turned seven and was out of school. We made the decision to homeschool thinking that that would be the healthiest um, for our family, for our physical health. Oh, it's just, we don't understand the isolation and loneliness and that taking a toll on our mental health. And we see this, you know, Henry um, being in a treatment program, they say that this is an unprecedented time um, for kids accessing mental health resources for depression and anxiety. And so we, we, we won't know the impact for years of, of, of this on how people are, are processing and, 
getting access to services. Okay. I've already gone off script. So here we go. This is just the facts, man. I'm getting, ma'am, I'm going to get back to this. And this is, this is very difficult for me to discuss. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among people aged 10 to 14. That is, is, you know, it's impacted my family um, with suicide attempts. It's the third leading cause of death among those 15 to 24 in the United States. One in three young adults aged 18 to 25 in the U.S. experienced mental illness in 2020. One in three. And um, one in six adolescents, that's 12 to 17 in the U.S., experienced a major depressive episode in 2020. So if we think about what that looks like, in our classrooms, what that looks like in our families. I don't know how we can't be having these real conversations and these honest conversations. It is impacting all of this. One in five adults, 57.8 million adults in the United States experienced mental illness in 2021. And um, I think, it, it, I, I I need to say this, that 46.3 million people aged 12 and older had a substance use disorder in 2021. That is up from 40.3 million. So up 6 million in one year. And 47.2% of U.S. adults with mental illness received treatment in 2021. So what, what about the other, um, math isn't my strong suit, but plus 50% who aren't receiving treatment. I don't understand. And, and it hurts me that the stigma, and I've, I've been a part of this, that we are so embarrassed because of the, the, scripts that we have about how we should be in the world, that we shouldn't be um, depressed. We shouldn't be anxious. It's a form of, uh, we're not good enough. We're not strong enough. We're not disciplined enough. And what we don't understand is that in denying our truth, in denying our stories, we're perpetuating the stigma. We're perpetuating the idea that this isn't, it's not okay to feel. It's not okay um, to, to be someone who is struggling, that we've got to have it all together, that we've got to sweep it under the rug or put on a happy face. The theme, I, I find this really interesting for Mental Health Awareness Month in 2023 is take time for mental health. Yes, we're saying um, everyone needs to prioritize their mental health and well-being by taking time out of their day to care for themselves, but it's more than that. I think it's not fair to say like a few deep breaths, a walk around the, the neighborhood. Yes, it can help you clear your mind. 
But if you are dealing with something in your brain, if your brain's on fire, if you're unable, there are times when I am, my anxiety is so strong that I couldn't walk because I feel a, like I'm having a heart attack and B, you know, like there, I understand that we need to be taking time for our mental health and we need to be doing deep breaths. Yes, of course, but we need to be addressing, we need to be talking about access to mental health resources. We do not have enough resources here in my um, city of Wichita, Kansas. We couldn't find treatment options for my son's depression and anxiety here. We were um, denied, declined, I guess, um, uh, by the local um, child psychiatrist who we've seen before because of Henry's complex case. I don't know what psychiatrists are, are, are designed to do, um, but it was, we couldn't find access. However, I do need to say a quick shout out. If you have a community-based mental health care center, reach out. They will help you find treatment options. We just, sadly, it wasn't enough for our family. But in some cases, it's the difference. So, so reach out. Do, you know, our, our mental health is as important as our physical health. And we often neglect it. Taking time whoa, to care for your mental health. I hit my, I was ex excited and hit my um, uh, microphone, which is being held up if you're listening to this on the podcast with a yoga block. You know, there is nothing but excitement and class here at um, Lives of Courage, right? But here are some of the things that we can be talking about when we're talking about taking time, seeking help. If you're struggling with your mental health, don't be afraid to ask for help. If you know, talk to a doctor, talk to a friend, a family member, a therapist, find someone who will listen, whether it's paid, unpaid. And there, we, there is not enough to say about therapeutic interventions and the lack of, that's for another podcast, the lack of um, mental health professionals, but we've got to ask for help. Um, you all know about 988. So just as we dial 911, we now in the United States can dial 988. It's a life suicide and crisis lifeline. Um, it provides 24 hours seven days a week, free and confidential support for people in distress. They have a chat function as well. They, they get you in touch with crisis resources for you or for your loved ones, as well as um, best practices they help with professionals in the United States. I can share with you that I have called them and it was, a, a, it is truly a lifeline. Um, I would rem be remiss not to mention NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Health, provides advocacy, education, support, and public awareness for individuals and families. Um, I love 
the National Council for Mental Wellbeing, founded in 1969, a membership organization um, that drives policy social change on behalf of more than 3,100 mental health um, and substance abuse organizations. Uh, they touch more than 10 million children, families, and adults um, that they serve. They run the mental health first aid program. They've trained, I think over 3 million, their web's latest website says that, to identify, understand, respond to the signs and symptoms of mental health and substance abuse challenges. Go to mentalhealthfirstaid.org, but all of these will be in the podcast show notes. I can't help um, but talk about Mental Health America. They were, they've been around, I, full disclosure, um, I worked for a mental health association, that's what they used to be called um, it, it, a long time ago, um, but they have an incredible amount of resources. They, they were the ones that started um, the Mental Health Awareness Month, they helped start it. Um, so I would, they have an incredible um, look around, look within uh, outreach toolkit um, that I highly recommend. And then finally, um, I have a dear friend that works at Inseparable, um, and it is a um, advocacy organization trying to enact policy change. It's inseparable.us. The health of our minds is inseparable from the health of our bodies. And um, it is an incredible organization working to improve mental health care policy, taking care of our loved ones, ourselves, and our communities. And the stories she shared with me, I hope to interview her at some point, are outstanding and incredible. So um, I, I, I want to say this, that often I think I want to remind people that you are not alone and connecting with others we know, even if it's a online phone call, online video can help us combat the feelings of isolation and loneliness. This is our month, people, to start the conversation. And many of us have been having the conversation, I recognize, but let's be having real and honest conversations with people around us. We can work for a healthier, a brighter, a more vibrant, a real future. We can remind people it's okay to not be okay and that seeking help is courageous. We can reduce the stigma around mental health we can talk about it. We can remind people that they are not alone. We can make it a priority in our lives. I am here for you. I'm so, um, so grateful for the ways in which each of you have shared with me, shared with others, uh, just recognize the powerful work and invitation in, in this. I, I just, we are not alone. And when we use our voice, we remind others what is possible, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, what is 
real and honest and courageous. So I thank you all. I thank you each. This was a Just the Facts um, episode of the Lives of Courage podcast. I promise I'll be back with the real talk, but I I needed to get this out there, right? Um, so you can um, follow along the conversation. I'll be doing stories. I'll be talking about my own experience on Instagram. And I'm going to try to start back up the YouTube channel when I'm not supporting um, Theodore's YouTube channel, which he's been begging for for years. I've pretended to record him um, yes, I do um, lie to my children, apparently. Um, I've pretended to record him and put it on fake YouTube. So I finally consented to his YouTube channel, educating people about taking care of animals. So um, I'm clearly so busy uh, managing <laughs> social media accounts. I'm, I'm joking. Um, and we're going to have a conversation about social media, what it was like to be away from social media for a year and the reasons behind that. So I love you all. Uh, I'll see you guys have a great and courageous week. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye.